Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. It's a dump. Let's dump. Yeah, we're excited to do a secret dump today. Um, been, been getting a lot of mail, and uh, I'd like to read you some of it, Moshe. Before we get that started, just so you know, yeah, happy not 2020 anymore. Hmm. It's over. The good times are a-rolling. I just want that year to be over. That's it's, what everyone was saying. Yeah, but guess what? It's 2021, and shit's still bad. <sighs> prisoners what did you want to tell me tosh i mean i know we're so lucky but it really is uh prisoners in our own podcast oh so here's something i've been thinking a lot about this because we're you and i were in that level of quarantine where we're like married couple with kid Mm -hmm. so like that one is like it's not just like fun married couple it's like married couple with duties and stress and you know so um i've been thinking about that a lot lately and like i just wish all right i wish i would have trained you a little better what What? (laughs) okay like for example i got this this email so my parents who are 72 and 74 years old have been married for almost 50 years and my dad makes my mom coffee every single morning sometimes delivers it to her in bed or has it ready for her when she comes downstairs i like that there's options i know unreal they've completely ruined me in terms of my expectations what do you mean train me? Well, I feel like you had never really been in a relationship when we met. I right. should have just told you that's what men do. Oh, I could have kind of been convinced to do anything. I would have had one of these guys who's like, would you like it on the stairs in your bed? <laughs> or shall I leave it on the breakfast table with your breakfast, madame? Or, you know, like, I just feel like I could have I could have had one of those. And I have a few friends who have it. I've mm. got like three friends who are like, Oh, yeah, my husband brings me coffee every morning in bed. Jeremy, Jeremy brings Miranda coffee every morning in bed. Where's this Jeremy thing come from all of a sudden? I'm just saying he's one of the three people I know who do that. Do you have fantasies about all three? I have fantasies about not getting, not being the first one up in the morning and luxuriating in bed mm-hmm. and just kind of like, you know, stretching, maybe looking at my phone. Maybe I'll read a passage of something, play some music. You're taking care of the kid. And then, you know, like around 9.15, you bring me my coffee. Didn't I? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's not really how it goes. In fact, I think it goes the opposite. But why is that bad? <laughs> I mean, doesn't one of the people have to be the person that... It's either you have three options. No, four. It's either one the 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 one partner makes it for the other, the other partner makes it for the other, they switch off or everybody makes their own damn coffee. I don't like everybody makes their own damn coffee. You think it's important that somebody's making it? Well, honestly when we met, I kind of took pride in making you coffee every morning because That's where you fucked up. I can't cook. So I was like, I know how to make coffee. Right. So I was like, this is a gift that I can give to him and i honestly think you really appreciate it and so i do you know what it's okay i'm fine you know what i really appreciate maybe on my birthday but you if you could remember my birthday how about i just make it some morning and be like is it your birthday (laughs) i brought you coffee and just we'll see if i ever get it right listen i know where your birthday is it's in the month of march all right well i'm later march am i right yes yep i think i know what it is 
but I don't want to guess because I might get it wrong. I know it's okay. You always guess. I you always sure, say this, and it's you always guess two days apart from when it is. I know every time it's either one. It's either the twenty sixth or the twenty third. The twenty third is our daughter's birthday of February. Of February and. My birthday is the 26th. Boom. But you've never guessed that right All before. the ladies you, in my life. You, <laughs> you know when my mother's birthday is? I'm sh- When? I do not know. I think it's maybe in February. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. You know when my father's birthday was in January, I think. My grandmother's birthday, I know. Tax day. Which is, I don't know the date of that, but it is tax day. You know what? I don't really know my dad's birthday. My brother's birthday, I know. No one else. I remember my... um old drug dealer's phone number 4205806 all right well i don't know let's are you depressed now i'll make you coffee it'll make if it'll make you feel better about our relationship i'll, I'll make you coffee one morning are you, you out no oh. i was just gonna read something else you have something else. Yeah, you don't have to bring me coffee. I really don't care about that. I just thought that was a nice thing to share. It is nice. And then I had a slight thought of like, oh damn, I fucked up. Right. You could have had I don't think I honestly I don't know. You don't think you would have done it? No, this whole like no, I would have. But this whole like if you had said to me it's oh I would love it if you made me coffee in the morning. I, I am trying to figure out if you were like, no, no, in every relationship I've ever been in, the, you think I would have fallen for that? <laughs> If you've been like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you're new to relationships, but men make coffee for women. I'd be like, oh, I've never heard of that. And that's just that's just standing law. You know, I think it has to do with whoever gets the most. Like, I think Jeremy truly gets pleasure out of bringing Miranda coffee. I And I don't think, I think you would do it begrudgingly. And I actually get some pleasure out of making you coffee every morning. So maybe go. it's good that I'm the one doing it. Well, I appreciate it that you do it. I love it. It's very nice. My thought, I try to bring it to you in bed and you don't like that. You no, know, the truth is my thought, maybe I'm just selfish. My thought is I really like that you do it. But if you stopped, I would be like, okay, I'll make coffee for myself. I wouldn't be like, why doesn't one of the partners make coffee for the other partner? No, I know. But then it becomes like we're roommates. Not Everyone drinks it, coffee in the morning, but we're going to make our own. It's all centered around the coffee ritual. Well, I don't know. Like, don't you make a pot? Isn't that kind of a fun family thing? Like, I'd make let's a pot. Have some coffee. The problem here's the. Oh, real... I'm going to be making my own coffee and my own dinner. <laughs> and um, please don't touch this half of the here's, fridge. Here's the real reason. I don't like that impression. Here's the real reason. Because I do. I sound like that. No, I'm just saying. Uh, do I sound exactly like that? No. Um, here's the real reason. I think you make coffee. Yes, you get a little bit of pleasure out of it, but also you wake up earlier than me naturally. Naturally, or because the baby starts screaming, Mom, it's light out. Before, what is she? What is she? Jackie <laughs> Mason <Herman>. over here? <laughs> no, Mom. but she does do that every morning. And no, then I wake up with her. Even before we had a kid, you woke up earlier than me. You go to sometimes, bed earlier than me. Sometimes, but now it's very different. You go to bed substantially earlier than me. I go to bed around 12, and you like to stay up till two. Yeah. Right. But you also have a two year old. <laughs> Who wakes up at seven? Listen, here's the real thing. The goal here is to train our two-year-old that by the time she's a five-year-old, she's the one that's making us both coffee. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that is why children exist. Labor. Okay, I have one more letter I wanted to read. What Let's you got? Here. Okay, uh, I love your podcast. You and Mosh make me laugh so hard. That's not what I wanted to read. Just Oh, just wanted to let you know you do have Republican listeners. It's hard to hear you... Oh, that's why it's important to say how nice they were up top. Because mm, now mm. I kind of like her. Okay. And now she's sprung on me that she's a Republican. Okay. You do have Republican listeners. It's hard to hear you generalize us as selfish and immoral. 
I understand it's your podcast and you can say whatever you want, but I would hope you could understand most issues aren't black and white and much more nuanced. I too hope this time brings both sides together, but telling listeners that you don't want them to listen or calling them greedy probably isn't a good place to start. I don't think we ever said Republicans should listen did. to it. Oh, I probably you did. did. You bitch. Well, I, I just, or I probably thought that they didn't listen. Well, I'm glad of all of our Republican listeners and uh, especially one particular listener. Q, if you're out there, <laughs> I'm listening. The time is near. I uh, mean, I just, of course, things are black, aren't black and white, but. I just, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, I don't want to talk politics, but I think it comes down to the fact that this person clearly is and probably speaks for a large slice of the Republican pie is a person who's reasonable, kind, sweet, and nice. But in reality, the loudest voices, I'm sure the loudest voices on the other side are, are, are bad too, but the loudest voices make you think that that they represent everybody in that group. I mean, there are things on a policy level that I just can't just can't get down with, period, ever. I mean, anyway, we're getting political, but climate... If you deny climate change as a matter of policy, I would call that the ultimate deal breaker. Yeah. You want to be part of what's going to help even the slightest bit. You don't want to ever be a part of, to me, like I would never want to be a part of something that was like, but then people say that the left is holding things back too. But what, whoever has the most progressive, environmental-friendly policies, that's just where I have to be and where my energy has to be. You know, I was thinking a lot about um, old DT, old friend Trump, and how, <laughs> how easy it would have been for a figure like that who had that much carte blanche power in his political party to have, to have been a success. Like if he had just dialed back... 12% of the crazy and and leaned into things like climate change being real I think he would have definitely gotten reelected and also I think he would have probably won over most of the country if an iconoclast like you know outside the box political thinker populist dude like that had just been a little less aggressive and awful and a little bit more like like leaned in like just seen the writing on the wall of certain things that he could have done and gotten away with but of course that's the truth with every president you always go like well you could have done this and then you realize like oh you didn't want to and that's the reason you became obsessed with power in the first place anyway we're getting a question i have a question for you yeah one last question about this can a Republican be an environmentalist? Yes, I think there are Republican environmentalists. But the sad truth is that there, there's a guy, I forget the guy's name, but I heard a, like a whole documentary about the guy or maybe it was like a podcast or something. And he's a GOP con staunch conservative type dude. But the one thing he's come to realize is the reality of what's happening to our to our climate and he's like i will be the republican dude that talks about climate change and 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 advocates for it and is an activist for it and he was fucking drummed out of power and the, you know the similar thing is actually happening i i hear and i would love for our australian listeners to write in or call in about this in, in australia is the, the the australia is getting ravaged by climate change of uh, those the fires and just just generally it's it's got serious climate related issues and somehow the media there and the, the the conservative party there has made it so that it's this like this like po radioactive poisonous thing to advocate for as a political person 
and it just has become a dead issue. And it's similar here, honestly. Anyway, we're off on a tangent. Okay, well, what let's I, listen to some wait, secrets. What I wanted to say was, I think that uh, if we, uh, I don't think, I would prefer everybody to listen to the podcast and have a good time listening to it. That's why I'm a very political person, but that's why I don't love leaning into politics, even though I'm very politically passionate on this podcast, only because it's, it is such a neutral, topically neutral podcast that it's possible to like forget something happened five, six years ago, but specifically four years ago when politics became the whole world. Like it became every waking thought on everybody's mind. And that feels just poisonous. I mean, dude, I was just thinking about. But it's what you spend your day doing. Oh, these I know. I'm obsessed too. But it was very funny to me. Pete Buttigieg got nominated for uh, Secretary of Transportation or whatever. And all the like leftists that I know were like, fucking Buttigieg is, is the Secretary of Transportation. He, oh, this is bad. And he was just the mayor of this small town. And I was thinking to myself like, I, I was trying to imagine myself 10 years ago having any opinion about who the Secretary of Transportation was. Like, <laughs> I, never before. Like, not just that. They're not They're not just, like, having an opinion. They're animated and That's upset. That's so funny. It's funny. But there's something cool about it, too. Like, I never knew who my district attorney was prior right. to this election. I never knew who my council person was prior to this election. I, I used to say everything I knew about politics I learned from watching SNL. <laughs> like in the 90s. Like I just was never like a political person really. Well, I think about that with young people too. Like young people being this politically active. Like there's something beautiful and there's something like fucked up about it too. And mostly beautiful. It's important to be politically involved, but also it's sad that politics has gotten so loud and so poisonous that like it's more important to know are you a leftist or a liberal than it is to know like are you a are you a cancer or a Libra? Yeah, I just used to like to almost reject it and just think about art that was and being, creating things. That and, was the nineties. Yeah. People were like, fuck all this, who gives a shit? It was like yeah. the wake of punk rock and raves were big, you know, everybody. But what was crazy about it was like, it was like, fuck everybody. It was also fuck the Democrats too back mm -hmm. then. It was fuck, it was fuck the left, fuck, fuck everything. I don't want to be political at all. We were still had the fumes of the sixties tune in, turn on, drop out going on. Nobody's talking about that anymore. And maybe that's a good thing. It's it, it's definitely. You think grunge was the last gasp of the sixties? <laughs> I think like grunge and and was from punk and raves were from punk and like hip hop. Also, you know, all, all of these but things. That were, stuff's from the seventies. I'm talking about the nineties. But I'm saying these these things led to the right. next thing. All of these things were anti-establishment, and like, it's not like that anymore. Well, I think the anti-establishment is. Is, political is super po hyper political right it's not just about uh not to say that hip-hop and punk weren't political obviously they were hyper political but in a different way it, i i don't know like it wasn't about like how are we gonna this is smarter this is better this is it's like you want better. i mean think about how our kids are go how, when i start to think about how i want to raise my kid like i want to tell her about everything that's going on and that her rights are going to be taken away and I mean, I, I'll wait till she's five. Yeah, five is the right age. <laughs> Nine? I don't know. When do you tell them? But I'm just saying, yes, it's going to be a, a more political time. If you're a Republican and you listen to the Endless Honeymoon podcast, keep listening. We, I do think that the secret to uh, the future 
uh, of survival in this world fuck the country i give a shit about a country is for people from disparate viewpoints to continue to communicate that is something that's definitely seeming to be dying on the vine and i'm married to motion i do really care about this country you do yeah there you go that there you go very different i mean that is interesting right like i i don't i just don't have there's no part of me that's like a country our our nation no i know i was telling you the other night like when people are like three of three children died from our country but it's like what about all the children dying in other countries like do you care about those children dying more because they're they were born under like a, like in the same geographical zone as you are yeah because a man in a wig didn't want to pay taxes on tea in the 1700s <laughs> and then now we're like oh yeah now that's my person i i mean not to say i could, yes i totally agree oh i hate that we're entering a political time i think yeah we really are i want to be like in like a roaring 20s situation well maybe when this covid thing dies down <sighs> maybe the 20s will be back but you know what i think it's good the 20s yeah imagine like flappers just staring at their phones though right (laughs) it's like i gotta get these tassels i got this tassel filter on my insta and it really makes them shimmer i can do the char i got this charleston boomerang i'm doing the phone is so boring that's true it really is it's like and we're we're now we're just going so deep because there's nothing else to do I just am so yearning and I just don't know if we'll be able to come back out of it from the phone. I don't think we're going to come back out of any of this. And I look at like the commercials for all the new phones and it's like everything's about the phone. It feels like a misstep. Who fucking gives a shit about the phone? The look, phone is like everything. It's all people care about. It's what, you know, what we've used our technology to try to create like better versions and faster versions. And we can access everything now in a second. Um, I'll tell you what will bring the partisan divide to a screeching halt and the phone thing to a screeching halt is if society truly does begin to decompose and melt down and we become like a, a chaos agrarian society. I doubt that, I, but I'm talking, this is 200 years, you know? close to the extinction of the human race 300 500 a thousand years in the future you're saying that's all we have left it's gonna be difficult for us to think about like yeah are you a leftist are you a conservative when it's like is that a can of soup i haven't seen one of those in seven months i'm gonna kill you for it oh that's what that's what it turns into i just think like political the the idea this is a luxury well the idea of being a, a conservative or a liberal is as is as concocted mm. as the idea of the United States of America. So, you know, these are all ideas that we at some point came up with and decided were important signifiers for our identity. I, I don't care about team sports or like, I am this, I am that. I know what I'm passionate about politically, and I know what things I care about. And if you are adamantly, I guess this is what it comes down to. If you are adamantly opposed to the things that I think are the most important things in the world, you know, human rights, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but you know, human rights, the the environment, criminal justice reform, uh, working wage, people not going, dying because they can't afford to pay for healthcare. Like, 
I just don't know how how do you re- how do you reconcile it? Although I do have conservative because, friends because also people just misuse the word socialism or communism, and it's all not really understood. And they maybe they've been brainwashed by their parents right. into thinking that everyone needs to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But it really there's like a huge swath of people who are you know don't even have boots and straps, and it, it's not really fair. Right, if you so, really think about it. But maybe they're not deep thinkers. Tell a barefoot man to pull himself up by his bootstraps it's just kind of sad you know that that people are are that i don't know anyway well, look, i think it's always good to try to give away more money i guess i agree so to our republican listeners if you give us a little bit of your money <laughs> we will stop talking shit um let's let's do the uh secrets yeah let's he- let's do the secrets hey guys i got a little secret if we want to get off my chest for a while um, anyway, I grew up in Europe on military bases and, uh, you know, in high school, used to love smoking weed, doing drugs, all that sort of good stuff. Um, but if you ever caught, uh, smoking weed on military bases, really big deal, get in lots of trouble, you get kicked out of school, they send you back to the States. So it's a real, real big no-no. Um, one other important thing to, uh, about the story is that in Europe, you, uh, it, well, when I grew up anyway, you're mostly smoking hash versus weed, right? And hash is kind of a harder substance and isn't all over the place like a weed flower is. So anyway, we're on our way into the base one time. We got some hash on us. And um, we see that the security guards, you know, the check your ID to get on the base, they also have a drug dog with them this time. Because I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, have these drugs, don't want to get in trouble, don't want to get kicked out. So right before... Um, right before we get up to the checkpoint, I get the hash and I just stick it up my ass. Um, it works. It's fine. We get through, um, no trouble, end up going back to my house. And, um, when we get there, uh, my friends end up showing up and I was really embarrassed about the whole story and about shoving the hash up my ass, but it was their money that I used to to buy the drugs, to buy the hash. So after I had removed it from myself, um, we just ended up rolling that shit up and smoking it. And I never told them they were literally smoking my ass. All right, that's my secret. Thanks, bye. Smoking that butt hash. That is so scary. Because like, how do you go into the military without hash? <laughs> but then to then be that, it's that's so scary. You could go to jail. Have you ever seen the movie Midnight Express? Is it worth it? Yeah. It's so good. It's about a man with hash. Do you think he put the hash up his ass while he was waiting in line? Like he, yeah. like he was like picking his butt kind of? That's what it sounds like. For a while. Like. But hash is very malleable, right? Couldn't you like roll it into a Oh, of, and then he shit it out? Yeah, you got to poop that hash. Ew, you think he like went through the shit? And I would be so pissed if someone rolled me a joint that had their shit in it. Really? You would not be into that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a delicacy you know there's certain kinds of coffee that are from a monkey that eats the coffee bean and shits it out and then they, they it like somehow has some property that makes it really it's a very expensive kind of coffee so this could be an expensive kind of hash okay i need a palate cleanser let's yeah speaking of uh palettes let's play another secret okay so many many years ago i was dating this guy but we were like friends and he was like married but we were still like fooling around and he didn't want to like get serious 
So I read this thing online about how, like, you could put a curse on someone and make them love you by freezing their hair. And so I, like, took his hair out of his and I put it in my freezer. And I was, like, this dumb, like, 27-year-old. And so... So we've been married for 10 years at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and it totally worked. And that's my secret, and I'm telling him right now. Whoa. <laughs> now that was quite a secret. She fucking hexed a married man and caught that motherfucker. Wait, wait, he was married? He was married. She read an article that said, freeze his hair. Somehow they've been married now for 10 years. Wow. And did she say she clipped it while he was sleeping? I guess so. Interesting. Is that what you did with me? No, honey, it didn't go like that. How did it go for you? Um, I don't really remember. I thought you were cute. Oh, I like that you smoked cigarettes. If I had not, if I had played it a little hard to get, would you have maybe frozen some of my hair if you read that article? Oh, what? I, you were pretty desperate for me, right? I would have. You know what? I would have. That's sweet of you, I, honey. Well, you know what? You're so fussy about your hair. I can't imagine clipping it in the middle of the night. You don't. There's, that's the beauty of dating someone as hairy as me. You wouldn't have to clip. You just got to wait for me to get up in the morning. You could just scrape <laughs> up. Let, use a lint roller and toss that thing in the freezer. I like that. Should we play one more? Okay. Hi. Um, so uh, I wanted to leave a secret. Um, for the past few years, I've been really into... Um, watching like trans women porn, um, particularly like trans women who like haven't had like genital surgery, so they like still have penises. Um, I haven't talked about it with my friends or family or anything. Um, it's I like I'm not an anti-trans person. Like I'm very, but it's weird because that's the thing is like I'm like a like I know I'm a bisexual person, so it's it's kind of like like it is my community and I feel like it is um like it, it doesn't seem that weird but it's also like I feel weird because like as like a queer person it, it feels kind of like fetishistic you know it feels like I'm fetishizing trans people and it makes me feel kind of guilty and I like don't want to tell people because I'm like well they think that I'm just like a weird fetishizer but it's like I just I love women and it's like and also I think it's really cool when women have penises and it's like i don't know but um yeah that's uh that is my secret thanks guys i love your show goodbye so her secret is almost that she feels a little guilty that she thinks she's fetishizing it but but really you know just i feel guilty sometimes because my porn searches are kind of basic what are they I'm not going to tell you, but I'm just You won't saying. tell me and our entire <laughs> tens of thousands of listeners? I'm just saying, why feel guilty? I totally agree. I think this whole idea of like, po- like f- politicizing what you're into sexually, like, or like pr- problematicizing the thing. You can't help that. What makes you horny? I once read this article. This And you find it beautiful, which is, you know. I mean... Even if it's fetishy, it's like your brain You're just can't help. following what you like. Your brain can't help that it's horny, and the and those women that are the that are the porn actresses that are doing the porn, uh, they want you to be jerking off to them. I mean, what what are you supposed to do? Put put the trans porn community out of business because you're like tiptoeing around, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not trans. Am I fetishizing the trans community by watching this? It's like, then meanwhile, the trans porn star is like, wait, I'm trying to trying to 
pay my rent over here. I think like, I just think like you can't help what makes you horny. Yeah, I once read this Dear Abby a long time ago. It's like, what what do you think? Somebody asked Dear Abby, what do you think people's would be most embarrassed to reveal to someone else? And she said, um, their dreams because you can't control them. You know, so if you were honest about some of the things you've dreamed about, that would be the most embarrassing thing. And that was probably true at the time, but I think that was before uh, Pornhub. And now it's like everybody knows what their porn search words are. And, you know, nobody wants to reveal that. You know what? We should have we should have people tell us they're unusual. If there are any listeners out there... With you just un- want ideas, Moshe. <laughs> I mean, I got some weird ones that I look up. I'm good. I don't need to know that. I'm not going to tell you because you won't tell me. It's a prid quid. It's a prid quo pro. It's a quid pro quo over here. And I think, speaking of pros, you should keep jerking off to trans women if that's what gets you horny. They want you to. What, why, are you, why are you trying to like you know, politicize your your orgasms. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, Mosh, I uh, actually have to go check on our child. Okay. I will let you go. But before I do, yes, I'd like to say I love you. I love you too. Okay, bye. (laughs) 